All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Beg the Podcast. I beg, I beg. I beg. <laughs> Not us trying to make up a theme song <laughs> on the go. I beg, I beg. <laughs> what was that? I beg, I beg. And um, just. <laughs> It it's giving beautiful. it's giving one of those Disney Channel summer mu- movies where you hear yes, no. <laughs> yeah, she she was a Disney Channel fave. She's a Disney Channel back in the day. Yes. segment nobody asked me a part of the show where we put the fun and dysfunctional bro and broken and give you opinions and things you never asked for so without further ado nobody asked me esther would you like to kick it off snoop dogg has a kid's album it's been out for a while now let's talk about it we have to talk about it we do oh my god we do this is the perfect move for him actually we all know Let's talk about the first time that either of us discovered this thing existed. Because I think that's important. <laughs> I think we probably discovered it the same way. But I'll, I'll let you start. How did you, how did you find out that Snoop Dogg has a children's album? I, it was obviously by accident. I think that's how everyone figured it out. Because it's not like you yes. did any promo for this. No. But I was only getting, the children knew. Only the children knew. I was doing my hair. I was getting my hair done in Brooklyn. There's this Nigerian girl who like... She's great, actually. If anybody wants to get their braids done in in New York, um, just DM me on Instagram. I'll send you her handle. She's like fantastic. But she has a kid, and her kid constantly like listens to YouTube videos and has stuff on the, like on while we're doing the hair. So sometimes in between us watching a show on Netflix, we'll put on some videos for her daughter to watch. And in the recommended video of one of these like ABC videos, it was like Snoop Dogg, let's be friends. Snoop Dogg and Do- and Co, let's be friends. And it's yes. literally Snoop Dogg as a dog, and all his friends yes. are dogs of various colors, and they're all rapping like sing half singing, half rapping like children's songs about being friends and like getting along. It's amazing. It's the it's genius. It's beautiful. Honestly. I found out that Snoop Dogg had a children's album um, on Instagram because what? I'm an old person who does not have TikTok. I mean, m- neither do I. So I was on Instagram and um, I'm starting to slowly transition to care more about the mom blogs. Like I care about what the moms are doing than seeing mm-hmm. the cute children. That's yeah. how I know things That's have how switched you know you're for old. me. That's how I know things have changed. I'm yeah, not focused more on the moms. You can't say you're old. It's okay. There's no. no denying it's your old. I claim my youth. Mm. But the one of the moms was like, wow, this is like the first time I've been able to listen to Snoop Dogg around my children. I said, Jesus. What do you mean Snoop Dogg? <laughs> what, does, 
what does that mean? Because it was on mute, naturally, because I'd be swiping to like something interesting. Maybe I watch for a bit and then I'm off of there. Mm-hmm. But I, I was enticed by such by such a title. So I'm like, what kind of snoop? What kind of <laughs> snoop D-O-double-G song is she listening to? I know. And I was wonderfully perplexed. Right? Like, it's actually not perplexed. bad. It's it's not that it's not. It's, it's good. good. <laughs> it's good. Like it's good kids music. I'm like, all right, babies, let's go. Mm, mm, like, mm, mm, mm. like the song I I came across the affirmation song. That was the oh first song gosh, that I heard. Yeah, it's and so cute. If you've never listened to this song, which probably if you don't have a child, you haven't. You, the yeah, lyrics 80% are. 80% of people have not listened to this Have song. not listened to it. I'll just give you the lyrics and then I'll attempt to, to give you my own rapping DJ. Oh my God, you wrote down but, the lyrics. Yes, because it's so great. So, oh my God. As follows. There's no one better to beat than myself. Come on. Today is going to be an amazing day. Mm-hmm. My feelings matter. Because they do. I get better every single day. I choose to feel happy. That is true. My family loves me so much. Oh my gosh. I care about others. I learn from my mistakes. Okay, not only are those bars, but like, I feel that. Amen. I'm about like, to be standing in front of in the mirror in the morning saying, I, today is going to be an amazing day. My feelings wow. matter. I choose to feel happy. I get better I was, every single day. Yo, <laughs> and the, here's the thing: the beat slaps, low because yeah, it it's like, because it it's like, does. there's no one better to beat than myself. There's like, then in the background, it's they're like, so there's good. no one better to beat than myself. Today's gonna be an amazing day. Today's gonna, gonna be, be an amazing, amazing day. day. It's actually, I'm like, so yes, good. it's so I'm, good. <laughs> and not me vibing out with this mom and this baby, right? That's what, like, we're sitting there, she's playing this song, I'm bobbing my head, she's like, can you hold your head? I'm trying to do the, I'm like, no, this thing slaps, what? <laughs> like, I and the baby are just standing there jiving, like. Yes. Like, I was full on, I was enjoying myself. I was dancing with Jubilee. Today's gonna be an amazing day. Yeah, it was so good. So, like, what spirit-filled lyrics? Right. Like that's pouring. I that care pours into about my soul. others, and I learned from my mistakes. He really said that. Yes, he really and said that. As a child, it's so important to just. We already. I don't know if you are not a new listener. You probably haven't heard us talk about the power of the tongue. So Demi, mm-hmm. just give them a quick recap into why we're just so happy to see lyrics like this out and blessing our youth. TLDR. It's the reason why white ladies are doing manifestations today, right? There yes. is an inherent. Um, way of connecting with the spiritual realm when you claim the things that you want with your own voice, like verbally, out loud, if you're able to. Let's, that's also an, an, an exclamation we need to make, is if yes. you're able to speak, because not everybody can. Um, but being able to put, not just putting out into the universe, into the spirit realm, into God's ears what you want, but being able to claim it and actually actively believe it. Hearing yourself say things out loud helps you to further believe it and affirms to God, to whatever you may believe, but in our case, it's God. It affirms to God that this is something that you're actively fighting for, requesting, asking that you're prepared to stand up and defend why you want this thing. And yeah, manifestations. That's why white leaders are doing manifestations now. Yeah. 
That, but, and they know. Yeah, and, and they we, know. The reason why this is so surprising is because we know, we, we know who Snoop Dogg is. Right? I was going to say, I mean, to be fair, the lyrics in this, like, children's, like, ch- children's music is very, like, positive and everything. Not to say that Snoop's lyrics aren't also positive and affirmative, just in a very different way. You know what I mean? You like, know, he used to give us classics like, I want to fuck you. That is, yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> And <laughs> which is just very aggressive. <laughs> That's who we know Snoop Dogg as. Yep. Like this is the same person who put who would say, "I got bitches in the living room getting it on, mm. and they ain't living till six in the, six in in the, the morning." morning. <laughs> yes. That's who. That's the Snoop Dogg. Snoop Doggy Dog. S N O double P D O double G. Is I that know. not still giving the same energy as it my is. feelings matter? I choose to get to feel happy. I get better every single day. My family loves me so much. Are you joking? Like this is the same man it's who put out a energy. weed weed cookbook with Martha Stewart. Like it's only natural that he then follows it with a children's a series of children's songs. It's only you know natural. What? I'm glad I. I support this move 110%. Only natural. That's all I'm saying. It's Snoop. It's Snoop. He can't he can do no wrong in my eyes. Except maybe if he shot somebody, but like I don't think he It just would. yeah. It just shows that there's no one way to age gracefully in mm-hmm. rap. And I love that because we are now like, you know, I'm not a hip hop head. Let me preface that. I know I don't know if you're, if you're this podcast and you're a hip hop head. I don't think this. I don't, know why I don't you're think this here. podcast is giving hip hop heads. I don't think this podcast is giving um, rap fiends. Is giving <laughs> complex news media. No, no. We, but this man is fifty. He's fifty-one. Really? He seems. Yeah. For some reason, I always thought that he was older but looked younger. If that makes sense. Because he hung like, around Like, in my head, Ray. I was like, oh, maybe he's, like, 57, but he looks like he's 45 because he's Snoop. Because he's 51, but he used to ha- um, hang around, like, Dr. Dre and them, and mm. they were much older than he yeah, was. Yeah, you're right. Like, Dr. Dre is pushing 60. Oh, my God. Let me double check that fact. You know, let's... Let's see. Snoop is indeed 51. Dr. Dre is 57. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so Dr. That's Dre like... is pushing... That's, like, our parents' age. Wow. Yeah. Meanwhile, our parents would definitely never listen to it. Mm. Actually, no. Maybe back in the in the days. Maybe, maybe back in the day, I'm sure. But it's just it's good to see that at this age, you can't be rapping about the same things you were rapping about when you were twenty, thirty years old. Mm-hmm. It's no good. It's like not. you must age. Whoa. You must age, and regardless of whatever kind of artist you are. All of your fans want to see that you're constantly leveling up your craft and mm-hmm. your influence. Pouring into children, pouring affirmations into children is evergreen content. That evergreen. Will... Seriously. It will no never one will ever old. be mad. It will never grow old. People will continually love him. And he'll be able to reach a whole new generation of children who will grow up not only knowing that their feelings matter and that their family loves them so much, but also will then eventually graduate to his, like, his, his classic hits. When they come yeah. of age. I'm just saying, yes. it's a great pipeline. It's smart. It's, He's an entrepreneur, okay? His mind. And it's not to say that he couldn't make music for the general population, but at 50, you're asking yourself some bigger questions about the impact that you would hope to have on people. And you can't be doing, I got bitches in... 
<laughs> getting it on. Why not? That's true. There are some people still doing that. Are they we are. listening to them? They are. Are we listening to them? Not Maybe some people are. I'm not, you know. But I think that, yes, you could choose to still be talking about that same thing, but it gets tired. And I don't mm-hmm. want to drag... I don't want to drag an artist. Um, cough, cough, Nicki Minaj. But it, at a certain a- point... Why would you it drag gave- Nicki? You gave me shade last ep- last season for dragging Jay Z, and now you're dragging Nicki Minaj. Please because come for her. Come for her, please. The reason why there are some artists who are not being more introspective as they age within their craft, and it's showing because they're stuck at the same demographic audience, and it's usually the demographic that does not have money mm-hmm. to be paying for anything. And, you know, today's topic is also just, it's, it's, it's going to be a little strong, as in, in the Abeg fashion. So I thought it was just good to have a very wholesome start. Yeah. We love and it. We, we love seeing Snoop do these kinds of things. Like, I hope you make a bunch, a bunch of money off of this, Snoop. I, th- um, I think he will. I hope he does. I hope that, like, you end up having getting to do, like, a live show with this, with you dressed up as a dog. I hope that I get to pay money to see that. <laughs> yes actually yes like i just i want i want i love this kind of stuff i love reading and seeing people just step out of their comfort zones and kill it and smash it go snoop we're here for it yes this has been nobody asked me tune in next week to hear a spiral out of control over more things that are not our business nor our concern All right, moving into our ghetto Bible study. Kind of just giving like a little um, sneak peek into the the topic of today's episode. For ghetto Bible study, we're going to be focusing on 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 7 to 14, and then a little bit into chapter 14, like the beginning of chapter 14. Um, In the interest of time, we will not be directly reading the word of God, but uh, what I'm about to say is indeed Bible, so you can trust that. Uh, and read Bible. it in your own time. Bible. Um, but, so in First Samuel 13 to 14, we're looking at King Saul. King Saul, for context, was Israel's first king, right? So, um, giving a little bit more context, going back, God had a relationship with the children of Israel. There were some back and forth, some fights, blah, blah, blah. Children of Israel decided, hmm, we want a king. God was like, I don't think you need a king. I'm right here. They were like, we want a king. And he was like, bet, okay, we'll find you a king. So, Samuel, the prophet, gets tasked to find a king out of all the people in Israel, finds this dude named Saul, big dude, strong, burly, manly man. You know, he's supposed to represent the people of Israel as like and lead them out of the struggle. Right. So he's their first king right after Israel had begged God for a king, which, like I said, was not the smartest decision. And if you'd like to see that, that's in First um, Samuel chapter eight. But that's Gable Bible Subby for another episode. The custom was, to cut a long story short, that the prophet Samuel would prepare a burnt offering before every single major battle that Saul was about to fight in. And all Saul had to do was wait for him to show up. He didn't have to do shit. He didn't have to do shit. He just had to show up. And Samuel would prepare the offering. His men would cut up the animal, whatever it was, put it on the altar. Everybody would play. Beam, bam, boom, done. Like, that was it. All he had to do was wait. Um, again, 
there's not a single movie, TV show, book, or any plot line where you read a story and the entire setup to the story is that one character has to wait for another one to do something and it doesn't end up in death, destruction, or a random pregnancy in the case of Abraham. But Saul decides to be an idiot and pass traffic and do the sacrifice and offering by himself. And that begins his downward spiral as I very clearly alluded to. Now, most people's problem is that they're not sure what God wants them to do or if they're even hearing from God to begin with. And at times I feel like when I read this story, it actually makes me feel a little bit better because it shows that like, this is somebody who, this is still Old Testament God, right? This is somebody, Saul was somebody who would sit down and hear directly from the mouth of God. Like Saul, Samuel would come over to, to Saul and be like, so God has this thing he wants to tell you. And Saul would be like, really? And then God would be like, really? And then Saul would be like, bet, I'm listening to Samuel. This man heard directly from the mouth of God and still decided to fuck up. And it really makes me feel a little bit better. This sounds so bad. I sound like such a bad person, but it makes me feel better because like at sometimes I feel sure. like, at least I'm never sure, you know? Like, at least I'm not sure that that's what I'm God not said. Sure. Like at least if I fuck up, it's not because I directly heard God say something and I was like, no, like, like obviously like, sometimes God, that was happens. that you? Right? Or did the breeze just blow my thing down? Exactly. <laughs> like, at least, like, like obviously there are times where we hear a word from God or, like, you have a dream that, like, speaks to you and it ends up being something that God said and you're like, great. But so many, like, 90% of the time, you're sitting there like, oh, that tree moved. Did God move that? I don't know. Maybe that was just the wind. Um, like, <laughs> Not did God move that? No, but it's true. But yeah, because sometimes so, things be happening, you're like, hmm. you're like, hmm, who did that? Is that God? But in this story, Saul, all Saul has to do is sit down and wait for Samuel to show up. And the sacrifice is all taken care of for him, and he doesn't. And again, beginning of his downward spiral. From that moment, God looks at him and says, "You're not my favorite one anymore." my favor has left you. I've already decided you're not Israel's king anymore. And Saul's like, you can't say I'm not Israel's king anymore. Even though it was literally God who put him there to be king in the first place. But Saul then goes to fight battles and starts to lose aggressively. And in the meantime, this is where God decides, well, Saul's decided to go against me. I'm going to find a new king. And that's where King David comes from. So ultimately, one man's disobedience leads to another man becoming the most revered figure in the history of an entire people. Um, all of this to say, when God tells you to do something and he's saying it loud and clear, don't try and do shit by yourself. Because I beg. I beg. Nobody is going to pity this kind of dysfunctional behavior. I'm like, why, why would you do that? Now, look, we're saying this... Because we're assuming that if God had told us straight up, that we would have listened. Yeah, that's I, true. That's fair. I don't think that I would have been that person. I would have... Probably not. Been, I, I probably would not. I probably too would have been... I would have fallen. Like Actually, no. I take that back. I take that back. Because I'm a child that responds to fear. Okay? Growing up, I always responded to fear. Okay? If God tells me to do something, I'm not going to be like, no, I don't think so. Because I'm scared, okay? <laughs> as much as like, we should this God. is Old Testament God, okay? This if I'm Old sitting Testament in the Old God. Testament, God is, like, not that God is fear. God is love, obviously. But, like, that was the God of wrath. 
We didn't have Jesus. We didn't have redemption. We didn't have righteousness. We didn't have mercy. This was like, you do something and God says, no. And then if you don't disagree, he burns down a village. Like there was no, like there was no negotiating. So I would not have been like Saul. I would have said, sorry, I'm going to wait. Well, I feel like that could have been a nobody asked me. Nobody. In itself. <laughs> but it's good. It's nobody asked me, but for the Lord. But for the That's Lord. Which is real. The Lord oh. asked me. The Lord asked The Lord me. asked us. Who mm-hmm. asked us? God. He. <laughs> Where's the. This is so bad. What's the Bible verse that says, like, go out. Um, now go forth and into the world. What? Be fruitful and multiply? No. No. I'm wondering. The one where, like, God gives us like the send out to go and make more disciples. Oh, um, this is so bad. This is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> I can see okay. your dad being like, my, what my, kind? My dad, I can hear my dad in the background being like, what kind of rubbish is this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, for Uncle Aya's sake, I'm looking it up. Ye mm-hmm. <laughs> into the world. Go ye into the world. Why do you have to put ye in there? Because then it'll pick up the King James. All right, yes. You see, go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mm-hmm. Mark 16, verse 15. Okay, there we go. We tried. <laughs> I'm just, I'm glad that adding the ye really did. Ye. Go ye it into helped. the world. When you don't listen to God, you have to be ready to take an L. Mm-hmm. As the Americans say. Yes, ma'am. You know, um... We, we, we've been, I think we're still workshopping the title for this, but right now the longer version, longer title for this is if you're going to be dumb, you gotta be tough. Yep. As of, that's a Southern saying. That's, I know Southern, Southern America, they're like, yeah, we know that one. Yeah. (laughs) This is, this is, I got that from y'all. I heard Mm -hmm. that and it spoke to my spirit. It did. You can't start. A year of zealous blameworthiness. Hmm, you mean accountability. Let's use the English. Okay, and not the Kone. <laughs> you can't start a year of accountability hmm. and not talk about just being able to own up to your own mess. Yeah. And being able to deal with the consequences of your actions. It's okay to make mistakes, but making mistakes does not mean that you can no longer deal with the consequences that you don't deal with the problems that you've caused as a result of your actions yep like so when i was writing the outline for this episode i like to do it the way that a mediocre middle school english teacher tells you to outline an essay so let's start with a thesis statement stop making dumb decisions if you're not willing to back yourself up that's it <laughs> like why why do i need to go into the rest of the episode if you're gonna be dumb you gotta be tough <laughs> Like, <laughs> honestly i feel like i should just spend the rest of this hour saying that again and again i think it would be very useful <laughs> for a lot of people nigerians like things to be said in threes so mm-hmm. if you're going to be dumb that's why you church, have to be church services are so long if you're going to be dumb you have to be tough mm-hmm. if you're going to be dumb come on now you have to be tough thank you pastor too many people convince themselves that the risky decision they've just made is not a dumb one and then they look shocked when shit hits the fan shocked it's the shocked (laughs) it's the shocked Shocked. and you know let me we're acting like it's not i've been shocked i too have been shocked (laughs) 
What? You mean Me? that if I you mean that if I party excessively to the point where I can't keep track of my own items, they'll get stolen? What? That's crazy. That's wild. Why would you say that? That's insane. Oh my goodness. You mean that if I don't clean my house regularly, that the dirt is gonna build up? That's crazy. Stop. Why did you say that? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> is the shocked. So my example of the shock is JLo. Because I find myself maybe every other day really just being astounded that this woman continues to have a career. Astounded. I think that's I think her, her entire career is a is a scam. An absolute scam. Everyone's aware of it. She is too. You can't deny it. <laughs> Why are you calling it a scam? It's a scam. Because she's had multiple ghost singers and is aware of it. And the dis- the the excuse has been that, oh, um, she wasn't able to make it to the, stu- the studio. So they had somebody else record the song. But then they still put her name on it. What do you mean? Like, she chose to use ghost singers for years. Years. And then was shocked to find out that fans didn't think she could sing. Because we all peeped, hey, that was Ashanti on the track and not J-Lo. <laughs> it was Ashanti. Okay. Amber Riley actually like just talked about yes, this. Yes, yes, she did. I about she's like, yeah, she, she's like, people would have me like, oh no, you're just doing the ad lib. She's like, no, I can hear me. Like it's, I'm on the main it's track. Her, it's her on <laughs> it's, the entire it's, track. It's like, me, <laughs> right? And then she's shocked when people say she can't sing. It's like, oh, of course we don't think you can sing because every song that you put out that sounds like you could actually sing has not been you singing, and we know. Plus, like. I can't get over the fact that she decided to sing her own song in the middle of the America of Joe Biden's inauguration. Let's Do you not remember this? Do you, oh my God! The amount of people who don't know that this moment happened. This is very important to me. This oh, is I very important to me. I definitely she saw that. She started off. They brought her to bring to sing "This Land Is Your Land," a classic American. This land is your land. Like very simple, right? And then she transitioned into "America the Beautiful," and it was like, wow, oh. bet traditional American song. Wellesley College ties, all of that. Wow. Then there's a bridge, and she gives this like motivational speak in Spanish, right? Great, Mm -hmm. cool, bet, right? America is a country of English and Spanish speakers. Fantastic. And then all of a sudden she goes, Let's get loud. I'm like, where did you why? You know, you gotta (laughs) you gotta reference yourself. It was so bad. And the best part about it though was that she in she unknowingly exposed herself for lip syncing that performance by doing that because the audio before she does the whole um bit in english and spanish like where she's talking the audio before compared to the audio when she's talking and then the audio when she goes let's get loud are all completely different different i mean not everybody not everybody has beyonce money where they can mix you live right (laughs) mix somebody live actually jello she doesn't Jello have Beyonce has money, that money, but she but has she the money has to be mixed, money. mixed live, and she does not get mixed live because she can't sing. <laughs> Everything she does wrong is because she can't sing. I'm sorry, all these people who love J Lo. I'm coming out as an anti J Lo stan. I cannot stand. I think her entire I prefer career is a Shakira scam. to J Lo dancing wise. Completely agreed. Saying. That whole Super Bowl. The only reason why it wasn't a flop is because of everything Shakira did, and the only reason it was boring because of anything that J Lo did. 
Shakira would show up because Shakira would show up and do a completely like co well-coordinated salsa bit. Then she'd do some belly, belly dancing and then like, ba-ba, like jump around and do like some sort of and like Shakira spin. Shakira still got it voice-wise. And then J-Lo would stand there and just move her shoulders. Just dun 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 to just move her shoulders and everyone's like wow j-lo because she's gorgeous and so that's and so Amer that's how america sells you music it's them being gorgeous english food looks nice but it has no flavor yeah. <laughs> like j-lo looks nice but she can she can't sing nor dance oh my god no she can dance she just but, can't dance as well as shakira all i'm saying is that. her entire career is a scam I think it's exactly what the American musical pipeline was built for, was to take people who look great, turn them into mediocre artists, and then just market, market, market. You know, that's fair. In our year of accountability, I'm holding myself accountable to our outline. As a non-toxic, completely outside, unbiased outside observer who is perfect in every possible way. Sometimes I can't help but enjoy watching the inevitable downfall of people who made their dumb decisions public. Yeah. Is that wrong? No. No, that's correct. Right? Like, I'm perfect in every way, so I just, I love watching the rest of you all fail. Yeah. That's Again. This is our year of zealous, um, zealous blameworthiness, right? So I'm going to start by yes. acknowledging it's not you know? very loving for me to think like this, <laughs> but it's true. I definitely think I'm perfect in my head. Yeah. Because you know, I, I have am. those moments. Yeah. And, and that's okay. It's, it's great to see people just fall short of my perfectness all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting in here enjoying how perfect I'm we just... are. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's just that's just how the cookie crumbles. Like you oh know, my gosh. when God broke the mold. Stop. <laughs> let's let's dig in deeper. Mm. What what do we even define? How do we define a dumb decision? Oh my God! Don't tell me you have a you inserted a defi a dictionary definition here. Oh my God! We're always learning. Are we um, gonna have one every single episode? I don't know if we're going to have one every single episode, but every episode we'll be learning a new word. There'll Sister, be... Sometimes I don't want to learn. Eh, I'm why learning can't I just, for... Why can't I just be pretty? Why, can't I, why must I be smart too? Because you're not pretty enough to rely on that for the you're rest of your nice life. You're not a nice person. You're not a nice person. You're not a nice person. I'm being very honest and serious with you. No, you're not. In a year of, of zealous blameworthiness, I'm why would being, you lie to me like that? I'm just telling you, my dear, it's good for you to just pick up a few knowledge tips. You're not a nice person. It'll serve you. You're not a nice person. <laughs> It'll serve you. Your your fifty year old self will understand. She's thanking me already. You're She's really like... not a nice person. <laughs> but Sha, oh yeah, give us your dictionary definition of a dumb. What's decision. finer than an intelligent babe at fifty? Nothing. But yes, oh yeah, oh yeah go back to your definition. To, we're you know still working off of the Oxford definition. Um, so for something to be dumb, <laughs> it means that it is having or showing a great lack of intelligence or common sense. And, you know, I, as I was processing that language, it really boiled down to the I'll see for myself attitude. That's it. That's really it. Is That's that all. Everybody wants to be the exception to the rule. And social media has, I know, we're saying this, we're on it, but 
it glorifies and amplifies the one in a million story, the underdog, the person mm-hmm. that was just able to squeak it as if that's you, as if you're not the 999,999. God, have mercy. And it's, it's crazy because it makes us feel infallible and want to reach for the sky without showing everybody else who has fallen and broken their foot in three places. My three places? Because some decisions... Some decisions hurt more than others. And this, like, when we say dumb decision, you know, like, we're not talking about your run-of-the-mill dumb decision. Like, mm-hmm. putting your hand on a gas stove that's hot. Or, you know, we're not talking about that. But we're talking about this, you've seen that on average, sometimes more than average, mm-hmm. that things that line up with the decision you are about to choose to make will not serve you and you're still looking at that and going i'll see for myself i'll see how that lands for me it might be different for me very maybe i'm the exception to the rule oh totally you know because in the in the instance that it works then i'm right and everyone was wrong and isn't that just the best feeling this is the same energy behind the people who named the titanic the unsinkable ship but yes But I think when we talk about just, oh, we're saying, oh, if you're going to be dumb, you have to be tough. We have to step into, like, why are people making these decisions? Stupid decisions. Dumb decisions. Why are we making these decisions? Very dumb. Why? (laughs) Like, painfully dumb. Like, if you watched yourself do this five years from now, you would say, don't do that. Why am I leaving my house without sunscreen? Why am I doing that? Oh, God. That's a mistake most people make. But on the flip side, because I don't want to just be like, oh, everybody who's just like looking at the statistics and choosing to make that decision anywhere is wrong. It's a necessary evil, right? We wouldn't have these amazing, amazing scientists, artists, thinkers, if they didn't neglect and push past the advice that they were given. However, it's also important to note that the advice that they were given wasn't that what they were doing was dumb. Often it was just that whatever they were planning to do was risky because risky decisions and dumb decisions are not always the same thing. Let's put that out there right now. And when we, when we're saying dumb, I'm about to give it, I'm going to give a story time. And this is like a classic story story time time. that I feel like most students um, have probably experienced if you've attended a collegiate institution. Story, story. But that's for later. Oh. Because... Not I thought I was not... really prepping for this story time. It's, no, no, it's coming, but it's not there yet. We have to oh, push okay. past. We have to explain why it's necessary now. Story, but it's, it's necessary because we need people to sometimes like make seemingly dumb decisions and have it work out for them because they're just truly the exception to that rule. But that's right. leaving thousands of people left in their wake who will only be left with the bruises and bumps to heal from because ultimately... There are some things that you'll just never truly know yeah. until you do them. Yeah, agree. Like, your mom can be telling you, don't do this. Mm-hmm. It won't go well with you. At a certain point, you can choose to believe the advice based on how she's lived her life experience. Yeah. But you won't really know if it goes that way till you try it. And That's some people true. are, I'll see for myself. That type is very of people. true. I'll, I'll give an example, actually. Um, the question of, for some people, whether to stay in college, right? I think a lot of people quote some of the greats, some of the great minds, like 
well not great minds in terms of like whether they're actually good people but like people who've innovated right so like yes zuck or um even larry ellison like all a bunch of people steve steve jobs right all these people who left who dropped out of college to pursue their dream let's please remove his name from your mouth (laughs) as i was saying um (laughs) but all these people left college to pursue a dream but people forget that before they left college they were already at the front forefront of whatever like realm they were already in right like zuck was way ahead of all of his computer science classes larry ellison was like insane in his business courses like these people didn't just they weren't just normal or bad students who decided to drop out because they had a dream these were people who were working super hard and being in school didn't make sense for them for the thing that they wanted to build and the dream that they had which obviously if anybody has a dream it's worth pursuing but for some people you have to accept that leaving college may not be the answer. And for some people, it actually is. Like, I for will say... For most people, it's... Like, for most people who are choosing to go into college, like, it's still the easiest path for upward mobility. It's the most like, stable path for upward mobility. Let's not deny that, like, it's it can be easy to make it outside of college, depending on what field you're in, right? Like... Depending. Depending But that's on only, like, in. if you're in, like, a trade or something... But a trade or in some arts, like if you have if you're a musician who's already had like a crazy career, like a huge um, come up, like maybe in your first year of college, you end up opening for a massive artist. Maybe it doesn't make sense for you to stay in college or maybe you're like Meg Thee Stallion who finishes her degree on tour, you know. And I think that what people forget is like whenever they're like, oh, you sound like my parents now is that. Some decisions are just genuinely more costly than others. The yeah. company you keep, the choice for who you um, who you choose to partner, the way you treat others. These are just some things that you're not going to get back depending on how you choose to roll your dice. Mm-hmm. However, because we said if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. And we've had some times where we're like, I'm choosing the dumb path. I'm choosing the thing that is more unconventional. Mm. Sometimes nothing beats life experience. Yep. That's, life experience that's is still one of the most undefeated ways to learn some things quickly. I mean, that's how we learn how to speak a new language. That's how we learn how to walk, run, swim. That's how humans learn how to basically do anything. Except, you know, like... Actually, no, yeah. Most things, it's just experience. And like as you like, have somebody who guides you, but like you still have to try it yourself. Yeah. As children, like, well into adulthood, you're, like, constantly testing the boundaries of your seeming omnipotence, Mm -hmm. right? Because when you're a toddler, you think you can do everything because your mom is, like, at your beck and call. Yeah. But as you push against boundaries and notice that some of them have, like, a give and you have to expand elsewhere, we're seeing as the now as adults that we're trying to assert our dominance in our ability to think critically and make decisions that are best for us yep but because we're forever caught up in the process of trying to become who we want to be we're inevitably going to make wrong decisions we're going to get hurt by them then we're going to have to learn and adapt or not learn and then learn those same lessons again Mm -hmm. and we need those setbacks in order to remain introspective the setbacks show 
how good your judgment is. And I think that even just with friends, with partners, I'm learning that some people are, I'll, I'll see for myself. But mm-hmm. you can't be, I'll see for myself and then be crying to me. Oh, I just did this and it hurt so bad. Stop. I made this decision to not clean. And then my whole house was smelling and I don't like for my house to smell. No. <laughs> Why would you say it like that? You got to be tough. If you're going to make these big brazen decisions, if you're going to test out your critical thinking skills and pick something that may not work, you got to be ready. That's facts. If that L is coming your way, Mm -hmm. you can't be crying. You have to learn how to take that L like a champ. Yep. It's very important to take an L like a champ. (laughs) You can't be crying because nobody's going to feel bad for you. You can be, you can be crying. You However, can, don't be crying you can to be the cry- person who told you not to do it. Exactly. And if you're crying, you have to also be... The, the crying has to be an acknowledgement of why you know you are wrong and why you acknowledge you are wrong. That's it. Because, like, I'm not going to tell you to not feel your emotions. I'm not going to tell you to not be upset. Like, feel your feelings. Getting hit in the face by the consequences of your actions is not a particularly painless thing. Obviously, yes. feel your feelings. But, like... Also be aware that you're the one who put the things in your face to begin with. All right. Before we get into how we've been taking our L's like a champ, I'm just going to give a little story time. (laughs) Story time. So I I had kind of mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but this is, this is a very clear loss that, um, uh, I'm happy to speak about now. I was in college. Um, and you know, I was out and about on the town, um, as one is as a 21 year old, 21, 22 year old. Um, I was wearing velvet pants, um, a blue fur coat and a crop top with some sneakers. Um, I also had a bag. The bag is not important. The outfit choice is important for later. The outfit choice is important for later. That's why I mentioned it. Yes. And it's winter. That's also very important. That, That too. Very important. So I'm in my velvet bell bottoms, crop top, blue fur coat, sneakers, we head out, I believe we are at Bijou. Okay. And, you know, we're partying, we're doing as the things, we're have getting Have I not lit. heard this story before? Or have I you, heard the story? You might have heard, heard the story. story. But we're out on the town, we're getting lit, and it's time to go, and we're, we're leaving when everybody's leaving. Like, they're like, get out of this establishment. It's approaching 2 a.m. Get oh, out. Oh, yeah, I have heard this story. So we're leaving, you know, there's just a lot of, like, pushing because everyone's trying to get out and call their Ubers. Um, I get an Uber with my friends who I come with, and we all get dropped off at our respective homes. I get back to my apartment. I had just moved into the apartment I'm living at now. So I get back. I'm looking uh, in my bag for my keys. Hmm. My keys were not there. Nope. Um, naturally, I'm panicking because it's quite a drive back to the club yeah, and not far. only do I not only do I not have my keys I don't have my wallet because my wallet was attached to my keys can we also restress what time of morning it was or it night? was 2 2 a.m. Okay. at this point because that's Maybe also like very important it's like 2 30 a.m. at this point and I can't get back in so I'm a, so um, my first girl the single woman outside alone in the middle of the morning slash night in Boston by herself in bright blue clothes. in bright blue clothes 
looking like Sporty Spice. In the cold. Wait, yes. is this the cold? Yes, it was cold. Yes, it was cold. It was winter. So, because I don't have my wallet or my keys, I first thought is, well, I have to call an Uber to go back to the place. Maybe, just maybe, they would have found it. Maybe it dropped when I was leaving and all of the pushing and all of that. So, I get an Uber, go back to the location. Of course it's not there. Of course mm-hmm. it's not there. It's a wallet. Duh. Why would it... <laughs> The fact that I went back We're just going to chalk I it up. I applaud you for it because Let's just chalk it really up into hope. You really had hope. <laughs> it's a wallet. Of course it's not going to be there. Even if it's there, it's not it wasn't going to be there when I got back. It wasn't going to be there so I call a friend and I'm like, "All right, can I stay with you?" She's like, "All right, bet sure." So I'm getting my stuff together. I'm spending even more money to call yet another Uber because it's mm-hmm. still far to get to her place. It's also and like I get three there. in the morning now. It's now like three in the morning. I go get an Uber, go to her place, ringing her doorbell, calling her. She does not pick up because it's three. In the, it's early as fuck in the morning. Um, and now, now I panic because I'm done spending money that I don't even really have. Mm-hmm. Calling this Ubers was college back days. and forth. This was college days. So d- she didn't have cash to be burning on Ubers back and forth. I don't have my keys, so I can't go home. I don't have my wallet, so which means I don't have my student ID. Oh, boy. So I'm just walking on the streets of Boston at like 3.30 a.m. Back to Northeastern's campus with no plan, but oh I just needed to walk to a centralized location that seemed safe. So I walk back to campus. It's about 30 minutes of a walk. Uh, Actually, at this time, this is how frantic I was. I had to call my ex. And let's just say... That's that's a choice. We were not speaking at that time, but I was so scared just moving around at night dressed how I was. That I was like, I just need somebody on the phone with me. And so I call my ex and he picks up and shout out to him. He is like very caring and affectionate and is just making sure I get back to campus safe. And mm-hmm. uh, w- Once I'm at campus, I recognize that my problems are not over because I don't have my student ID. So I can't really get into most buildings. Nope. I end up having to jump the turnstiles. And- oh my God. Uh, to get to the Snell Library. Like a bush somebody. <laughs> Still in nightclub attire. Sitting at a desk wondering what I'm going to do. Phone slowly losing battery. On this point, I'm just calling anybody who lives within a 15 minute walk and or drive from the library. People aren't picking up because now it's 4 a.m. So it's like in the middle of the night. It's deep when people are sleeping. Yes. So even if someone, even if I had friends who would have gladly let me come to their place, it's the middle of the morning. I'm not expecting them to pick up. Thankfully, one of my friends, for some strange reason, was awake. And I had a place to sleep. And I had to have my mom and brother come and collect me after church. It was a choice. (sighs) Not tell me you went to church in that blue outfit. I could not. Okay. I just waited till church was over, and then I told my mom to come pick me up from this address, and I explained what happened. Very, uh, Very ashamedly. Ashamedly. Of my, ashamedly. 
And it just goes to show one is like, oh, it's not your fault that this got stolen. Um, that's half true. Now, the bag that the reason why I picked this out, I, I explained my outfit was that it was the grace of God. I don't think I would have been able to walk in the middle of the night if I was dressed in literally anything else. Mm. Because the fact that I had that big coat on and I was wearing pants and sneakers meant that I could just walk as, as opposed to being in heels. Yeah. And the coat could cover up my top situation. So Top situation. Asterisk. Very you know, important. There was just not Not cleavage. blouse, not turp, not top, not shirt. Top situation. Situation. The the we needed to just keep away the cleavage because now it's the Lord's Day and I'm still dressed as like a whore. <laughs> I'm still dressed for <laughs> no. I'm still dressed for a Saturday. She's forever tasteful, even if it's hard giving tasteful whore. But it just goes to show you that one, that was, that was God's blessing. But the bag I also picked was a very unserious bag. I noticed afterwards that the place that I had put my keys, again, bad decisions, was the only thing preventing someone from fapping my keys was a clasp. Mm. There was no zipper. There was no, (laughs) there was no latch. It was just a quick clasp that the breeze, if it was strong enough, could knock it open. You really did that to yourself. I really did. And the reason yeah. why I am bringing up... Thank you for listening to my story, y'all. Mm-hmm. The reason why I bring up this story is that I I knew the minute... I Honestly, I knew the minute I got back to my apartment. But I just wanted to drive back down to that club because hope. <sighs> <laughs> it's it, once you've made you make a dumb decision you're not ready to face the consequences faith, and then you hope you hope that the consequences are not there um faith hebrews is the 11 sub, 1 11 1 faith is the substance of things hoped for, hoped the, for evidence the evidence of, of things, things not, not seen. seen that was like what? your keys there was no evidence <laughs> there was no evidence <laughs> there was no evidence that's the only reason why i went back to that club but i knew even then that uh there this was, was literally this was, no this, evidence. This was, this was just an all around zero out of ten for you. Ten zero out of ten night for you, sis. Mm-hmm. You made a bunch of dead, bad decisions, and here you are now walking around the streets dressed like a whore, a, a woman of the night. Um, you're, dre- <laughs> you're probably dressed like Big Bird because whole outfit probably blue. that's true. And I it was giving very like posh spice in Africa. Wait, actually, I want to see that outfit. That sounds really cute. It was very cute. When Ooh, We're really absorbing that one, are we? Yes. When we talk about just taking your L's like a champ, the first thing you have to do that I'm learning to do is to just sit in the hurt. When you make yep. a big enough dumb decision, it's going to hurt. It's gonna, you're going to feel that pain. Feel it. Remember it. So you know why you're not going to do it again. It's called muscle memory. Sometimes I think we're so quick, like myself especially, to go into solution mode of like, this thing happened, so how are we going to solve it? Sometimes you just need to be like, wow, Esther, this was not good. (laughs) This was very bad and very avoidable. You need to stop and reflect on some of your bad decisions as a reminder to influence your future processing methods. Stand up for your future self. Yes. Don't go into solution mode unless you understand how you ended there in the first mm-hmm. place. Number two. 
Why do you sound like a Kenyan? <laughs> Number two. Be responsible for providing the solution. Yeah. You learn things best when you're in the driver's seat. If people keep bailing you out, if your older siblings, if your parents, if your, your friends, cousins, your auntie, your best friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Not your boyfriend. <laughs> if anybody else but you is constantly bailing you out, the stakes will only rise and there is always a reckoning. Emphasis on the always. Ow. You will always be in met with a point where you're going to have to deal with that situation by yourself. Yep. And you That's don't good. want that to happen when the stakes are high. You want it to happen when the stakes are low. low. Very low. In fact, when the stakes are so low, you can make whatever mistakes you want. It's fine. That's it. So low. And the reason why we say be responsible for providing the solution is that the solution for one person is not the so same solution for another. For another. Amen. Not everybody is supposed to go down the same path. And just because this one way has worked for all these type of people does not mean that it's going to serve you. Doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you, it'll actually prevent you from doing the same foolishness that brought you here. It really won't. If anything, it'll give you a feeling, a, a false sense of security. Yes. If you're the kind of person who needs five alarms to be awake, don't set one. Don't be like the people who are setting one alarm. I can't stand that though. But you have you have to do what you have to do. Yep. Take some know agency thyself. over your life. Know your worth. Know thyself. That's it. And you just need to get some agency over your life, y'all. Like, <laughs> well, Esther said, pick yourself up from the bootstraps. A little Bad bit. joke. Too soon. No, no, no. I actually like the one. I don't like the bootstrap please don't people please don't so come out as people. a problem problematic somebody at this early at this yes. early stage in the podcast too we can't but, be this problematic this early okay but it's less about like picking yourself up by your bootstraps because i believe that asking for help is a skill yeah, however you need to be the you need to be the catalyst of the change in your life you can't be waiting for one person. Oh, if I did the right guy. Or, oh, if someone just tells me to do it. Or, oh, if I just had this person as my accountability partner. No. Yeah, no. You, you are responsible for making yourself into the person that you want to be. It's especially important because you're the only one that knows what you, not just what you need, but you know what resources you have at your disposal. Obviously, like, to a certain extent, you need outside help. We all need outside accountability partners. We all need, like, sources of wisdom, older people who've gone through what we've gone through, friends to keep us, like, accountable along the way. But you are responsible for actually getting yourself on the path to, like, unfucking I, yourself up. Sorry. I could have I've said it so much week. in this episode. My mom is going to be very unhappy <laughs> about how many times I said fuck. But, like, it's true. Like, you're... If it would have been... I could have just taken that same bag and gone out the next week and gotten new keys, put it in the same place. Esther, you could have taken a bag wallet. with zippers. Mistake number I know, one. I know. I know that's now. Shabby, you that has many, many bags that you're sitting in this giant closet with your um, tax, the, this new tax bracket that we're in. Don't you have bag yeah. with zipper? I have bag. All the There's bags that bag you have now. with just clasp. Remove them now. 
Then you can't be taking them into this new tax tax bracket. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you, I'm pushing you into your new era, okay? But it was mean. Uh, I had to be the one to be like, okay, when I'm going out clubbing specifically, I'm only carrying a type of bag. It's not that I can't have bag with clasp. If I'm having a bag with clasp and I'm at afternoon tea, nothing's going to happen to that bag. That's true. In fact, if something's happened to that bag, they'll call me and be like, um, excuse me, ma'am, we noticed that you had left your bag while you were having afternoon, afternoon tea. tea. But that's this is not afternoon tea. It really is. So. so it needed i needed to take the step of okay i need to be very specific about like what i'm wearing and like how i'm putting myself out so that one i'm not ever i i'm never dressed in such a way that if something happened i feel uncomfortable getting myself home like Mm. i feel like uncomfortable being out which, and to like, be fair, just as a disclaimer, we're not saying that if you're dressed a certain way and something happens, it's your fault. That's not what we're it's saying at all. It's not. Just putting but, it out there. Absolutely not. But I think that it's also, like, important to just be safe. Like, we know that there are creepy men out here. We know that there are creepy women out here. Yeah. We know there are creepy women. And we, we have to protect ourselves. Like, in one, it, like, both things can be true at the same time. We shouldn't have to do this. And there are also bad people in the world who want to take advantage of people who do. So, like, taking some agency over my life in that moment meant, all right, praise God that I was dressed comfortably and I had, like, a really, like, nice thick coat so I could Mm -hmm. move through. But now, anytime I'm going out, it's not that I'm not wearing certain, like, kinds of dresses, but I always make sure that if I'm wearing, like, a shorter dress, I have a like a long coat. Yeah. I always have coat check money. Come on, protect yourself just, from the elements. Yes. And I'm just making sure that I'm setting myself up so I'm as protected as possible should things hit the fan. Yep. I remember the night of my office Christmas party, um, I decided to be the one that brought a bag because I had very cute heels, but I wanted to also have sneakers. And I was lucky that the venue that we were at was very close to the office. So I also brought, drum roll please, sweatpants. And everybody yeah. made fun of me when I brought my sweatpants to the office. They're like, why would you bring sweatpants to the office? Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, when it was freezing cold and raining, I was the one that was walking back to my apartment warm and comfortable and covered. Even though I did look very cute in my like dress that had no tights previously and my heels. But I was prepared for the walk home, okay? Number... Four? Four. 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 Three. No, three. 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 <laughs> we can't count. All the Number three. This education. Number three. Admit that you were wrong to whatever parties, if that's applicable. Mm-hmm. This was not applicable in my case. There was no one who was like, you should not do that. You didn't apologize to yourself. I. <laughs> you should have. You should have apologized to yourself and bought yourself something nice or saved the. Actually, no. What you should have done is saved the equivalent money you used for that, those two Ubers to buy yourself dinner <laughs> <laughs> weeks in advance or put it in an investment account. Ooh. So you're earning on, on the You're earning off of a bad mistake. Actually, yeah, that maybe that'll be my tip for this episode. Whenever you do make a dumb mistake and are reflecting back on Charge it, any cost, any cost that you would have incurred, put them into whatever savings account you have so that at least you're earning interest off your bad mistake in <laughs> retrospect. <laughs> CC our forgiveness episodes. Don't invest in, cri- in crypto, but... No. But um, CC our forgiveness episode titled Get on the Winning Team. You know, I love for, um, when, we re- when we reference ourselves. But I, 
have come to respect people who can just admit that they're wrong more than people who always have to prove why they're right. Right. That's good. Number because we're speeding, we're speeding through these. I feel like that doesn't need any more explanation. If you no, need more of an explanation, go to get on the winning the team. End. Yeah. Number four. Remain aware when you get caught in the sunk cost fallacy. I'm not going to def- I didn't include a definition for the sunk cost fallacy just because mm-hmm. I want you all to Google it. If you yeah. don't know what it is, it's a really cool concept. But the sunk cost fallacy is essentially doubling down in whatever decision because of fear. Like it all boils down to the fear that you're too deep to ever recover and the shame of being wrong and equating that to some sort of extreme character flaw. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And we just, we claim that it is a lie from the devil. My God. <laughs> you sound like such an auntie. <laughs> I think I put in the outline. I think you actually anti-ism. did. Insert that <laughs> it's a lie from the devil antiism. I didn't even have I to look at it. You still make yourself laugh. You know, that's very important to me. It's important. But it is a lie from the devil. It is never too late to pivot. Number five, do small things that make the big things not seem as large. I'll say that yeah, again. That's good. Do small that's things really good. that make the big things not seem as large yeah. jordan peterson psychologist oh not a fan i know <laughs> <laughs> like that's so good jordan peterson what a great way to jump in <laughs> not a fan but i really resonated with him saying that if you want to change the world start by making your bed that i mean that is yeah that, yeah i mean that's I'll, yeah i mean i agree with a lot of things advice. but yeah that's just sage advice where sometimes the fear of having to pivot is from not practicing that change and in small ways, trying a new hobby with friends that you're not as great at, trying like a new cleaning schedule, trying to just slowly integrate a new project product into your skincare routine. Mm-hmm. Practice small ways of saying, I don't always have to do things. I can adapt. I can try new things. Yep. So that when you're faced with a big decision where it feels like, oh, there are going to be all these cons, you know that, look, ultimately, yes, we're going to have to deal with some, like, we've spent the money or we spent the time we've spent it is gone however that doesn't mean that we can't double back if that is truly the best decision yep that's good and you can do this by just ingesting media and books um lately my instagram has just been filled with 50 year olds talking about what they've learned and a huge thing they always mention yes i love listening to older ladies just because it's so much more refreshing to see someone who's gone through so much more life yeah. than I have tell me it's even at 50 it's still not it's late still to pivot. Hard. It's, it's still, still not, not too that late. hard. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you can still pivot at 50. And just hearing that makes me feel like, oh, me at 25. If she's saying that at 50, then at 25, oh, I can definitely pivot. Oh, I can yeah. definitely double back and just be like, that was a wrong mistake and let's try something new. Lately, the book I've been reading, I have to like re-renew it from the library because it's a hot book. I've been rereading Michelle Obama's Becoming. Ooh, I have that and I haven't read it yet. I need to do that. <sighs> but I'm at the section where she is um, dating Barack. I think this is just before he proposes to her. And she's 27. She is working at this amazing law firm. She is earning roughly around $120,000. And this is in like 1990 Ooh. or so. So that's... That's money. That's money. 
And she basically leaves that job to earn, like, a $60,000 government job. Kai. Yes. Could not be me. But, I mean, one, there were so many things that influenced that decision. One, Barack was someone who was terribly brilliant, but also someone who knew that he was earning his law degree to not make money. And he was very insistent on always making change. Like that has, that was a theme that has been common for him. So when you have a spouse, um, a partner later spouse who also has that mentality of the money doesn't matter. Like Mm -hmm. if we're doing what's right, then we'll be able to get what we truly need. But all right. I rescind that statement. It could be me. Uh Look at you. Look at the way. Shut up. It's good. No, it's good. It's good. We're sh- we're showing our listeners that they can they too you, you can, can you two st- can pivot. Yes, you two can pivot. But I just um not to go like into the book too much, but that was one thing that I loved reading that someone as young as she was at that time also made a huge pivot in her life. And look look at I mean, it turned look out at her now. She look at her now. Just fine. She's fine. <laughs> More than fine. <laughs> to say the bare minimum. People still like talk about her arms as the greatest thing that's been done to the US government in the past what <laughs> two hundred and something years. But I feel like we learn so much more from our losses and we shouldn't be afraid of taking these big l- risks. But if you're going to be making those <laughs> decisions, as dumb as they may be, you have got to be humble and tough enough to bounce back from them. And like I said before, dumb decisions are different from risky decisions. You can have dumb, riskier decisions, and you can have risky decisions that are not dumb. Yes. On that note, Dee, how are you trying to be a better person today? I'm trying to... Fail loudly. Mm. So I think especially like after grad school and pivoting into a new field, pivoting into a new field and a new career um, path, I feel like this is a, it's like this is the opportunity I have now to really learn as much as possible and grow, not necessarily focus on growing as quickly as possible, but growing as um Growing with quality, right? With quality skills and learning as much as possible. But I'm also somebody who doesn't often take risky decisions mm-hmm. because, I, again, I'm worried about the repercussions. But if I'm allowing myself to fail loudly, so do things that may be risky and be okay with failing and be okay with admitting those mistakes, I think it will encourage me to make more decisions that inevitably help me in th- to learn a lot in the process and help me to grow as a person. But again, it's the loudly part that's really important, right? I often don't mm. take risk, make risky decisions because I'm worried about failing, about the consequences of other people seeing you do something that's wrong or about doing something that may, like, may reflect negatively on me but may also, like, harm our product or, like, the product that I'm working on, you know? Like, I don't like making mistakes. Nobody likes making mistakes, but I tend to be very hard on myself. So in failing loudly, I want to be able to allow myself to make those mistakes so that I can, I'm able to collect the criticism I need to learn and grow. Mm, I feel like that's good. like the most wholesome thing I've said in this, how are you going to so be a better good. person today? This is not, like, that's, this is very different from my typical, let's be depressed and do something stupid. <laughs> you know, I like to see the growth. It's, 
it's fun it's temporary don't worry i'll be back next week with a very depressing how are you going to be a better person today what's next week even ho (laughs) (laughs) next week is our ho phase episode yeah how are you trying to be a better person today i'm just trying to sit in the hurt more i'm too quick to go into solution mode i think that Mm. Lately, I have taken a couple of, like, big swings. Uh, yes. But I'm so quick to be like, oh, it failed. Like, it didn't work out. Let's double back. And it's like, no, just sometimes just sitting in the hurt more and recognizing, like, what went wrong. The solution will not be what you initially think. Um, And... I think that people skip that step too often. I know I skip it too often and I enter solution mode so quickly. So I want to practice reflecting when I make a decision that could have been better. Mm -hmm. I think that just taking some time to look within and ask myself, like, why, like what made me make this decision in the first place? Why was Mm -hmm. I willing to forego advice? Could this have been done another way? It might be as simple as like the direction is still right, but the path was wrong. Right. That's good. That's really good. Well, with that, this has been another episode of A Beg the Podcast. Esther, would you like to tell everyone where they can find us? Since you do it so beautifully. Yes. If you if you enjoy our content, if you like us calling you tough dances, you know. <laughs> Not tough dances. Oh my god, I haven't heard dance the word dance since being in school in Nigeria. What do you mean dance? <laughs> the only solution is really to follow us on yeah. social media at you have no choice. A Beg the Pod. That's A-B-E-G, the P-E, wow. A-B-E-G, the P-O-D. The performance enhancing drug. The P-O-D, A-B-E-G, the P-O-D. Oh my gosh. A-B-E-G, the P-O-D. Follow us on social media. We're there. We are there. And for those of you who listen on Spotify, don't forget to give us a nice little five-star rating. Nothing lower than five will be accepted because this is an African household. How dare you bring anything less than perfect in? Um, And make sure to follow us on Spotify. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Apple Music, I'm not 100% sure how that works, but I know there's a rating system and that you can follow us. So please You can also leave a review. Yes, you can leave a review on Apple Music. So go ahead and do that. We love to read those. If they're entertaining, please do. Um, If you're going to say something negative, say it to my face. We can fight. Catch me outside. Um, But with that, it's been another episode of Beg the Podcast. And lovely talking to you, Esther. Always a pleasure. Bye, everyone. Bye.